This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody, it's me, Adam the Bull. It is Friday, March the 10th, and I'm back for the second time today. We have breaking news that just Came about here in the last hour, and I called Monzo, and I was like, we got to get something on the air for this. On the air. That's very old school reference. Blockbuster trade in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers are trading up to the number one spot in the draft. What are they giving up? Well, they're giving up a boatload. Uh, Adam Schefter with the news first on the details on the trade of ESPN. Here's what the Bears will receive in this trade. Remember, the Bears got the number one pick. They have a quarterback that played well the second half of the year. I know personally I'm not completely convinced Justin Fields is a long-term answer at quarterback, but obviously the Bears are or are enough that they don't like the guys coming up in this draft any more than Justin Fields. So they're sticking with Justin Fields, obviously. They have traded the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft, which is later next month. What do they get in return? They get the ninth pick in this year's draft, which was Carolina's pick. They get the 61st pick in the draft, which is a late second round pick. They get a first round pick in the 2024 draft, a second round pick in the 2025 draft, and wide receiver veteran DJ Moore. Now, I say veteran, but DJ Moore is kind of a young veteran. DJ Moore is a guy who was drafted highly, is highly thought of. His production has been up and down. He only had 888 yards this past season, but he did have a career-high seven touchdowns. But overall, through five years in the league, he's he's averaged a little over 1,000 yards per season. He's averaged a little over four touchdowns per season and has been highly reliable, something you, know, you can't always say for skilled position players. He's only missed two games in his five-year career. That's it. He's played in 80 of a possible 82 NFL regular season games. Uh, His best year in terms of yardage was 1193 back in 2020. He hasn't played with particularly good quarterbacks, so there's obviously a lot of potential, and he will be the number one wide receiver on the Chicago Bears. To me, I love trades like this. I love that free agency is coming up on Monday. It is going to be – we've already – I mean, think about what we've already seen. Even before – the league year has kicked into gear. Remember the last two years, like transact it, it. The one thing that baseball and basketball and even hockey, the little I know about that had over football was transactions, trades and free agent signings. Yeah. Free agent signings were somewhat important in football, but not, not, like it's become and not like it is in the other sports. It's still not in terms of free agency generally, but with movement of quarterbacks the last few years, with all the blockbuster trades involving wide receivers last year, you remember Tyreek Hill got traded, Devontae Adams got traded, 
A.J. Brown, three top 10 wide receivers traded last year after we saw a trade of Deshaun Watson last season. We've seen some big quarterbacks change teams. Now already, not I wouldn't say big quarterbacks, but Derek Carr, pretty good quarterback. He goes to Oakland. Geno Smith signs a big deal. Daniel Jones re-signs a pretty big deal with the Giants. So we've had some big moves already. The Lamar Jackson situation, which we're kind of waiting to see what happens there. Uh, um, the um, Aaron Rodgers situation, we're waiting to see if he gets traded. Could something unofficial happen this weekend before it officially goes in the books uh, next week? As, as Again, the tampering period begins on Monday. But then today we get this just absolutely blockbuster trade. And I look at it. Now, listen, in the end, when you when you have trades like this, where there's six pieces traded, five of them are draft picks uh, only, and two of them are not till 2024 and 2025. So whether this trade ends up being a good trade or a bad is going to be determined based on who the Panthers take at one, which quarterback they take, and does that quarterback pan out? That's the biggest question for them. For the Bears, uh, what do they do with their four draft picks? trading down eight spots in the first round, the second round pick, another first next year, and what they turn them into. into. So we won't know for sure who won the trade. Everybody loves to, uh, you know, determine uh, who won won these trades, right? Um, but for now, though, what I would say is I love this trade, and I love what the Chicago Bears did in particular. Again, now part of the reason uh, that I don't love this trade for Carolina, and I obviously I could be wrong. I listen. I I make all my opinions sound like they're facts, right? Because I believe strongly in everything I say. I don't say things half-ass on the air. If I don't believe it, I don't say it. So I say it as if it's a fact. Obviously, I could be wrong. The GMs are wrong half the time. I honestly believe I could be a GM in the NFL. As and I'm probably delusional, but I honestly think if I drafted in the NFL, I could have just as good a track record as half these idiots out there. Uh, who are not really qualified, but they've they've pulled the wool over our eyes to believe they're qualified. You're laughing at me saying this right now because you think I'm nuts, but I'm not. But anyway, I might be. I might be nuts. But the point is that I don't think any of the quarterbacks in this draft are I, – I don't love any of them, okay? So for me, uh, I would not – have gone all out to trade for a top pick. I understand when there's a quarterback that seems like such a short thing, why teams would do something in a situation like this. Um, I think most people think C.J. Stroud's going to be the top pick in the draft but from Ohio State, uh, but I've seen flaws in his game. I, obviously, I live in Cleveland, and I've watched, you know, I watched all the Buckeye games, and I don't know. I, I, I like him, but I'm not sure he's going to be a great quarterback. Will Levis of Kentucky, I have, honestly haven't seen him play. I'm not going to be a phony. I, I haven't seen him play much. Um, Bryce Young in Alabama, from Alabama. Obviously, we've all seen him play. He looks phenomenal, but he's like 5'9". I, I, I'm not going to be comfortable uh, drafting a quarterback who's 5'9". And then, of course, the, the hot name is Anthony Richardson, who uh, was not and, – and, and again, and that somebody – a friend of mine described him as a generational talent to me. All I know is the guy was un, started one year in college and was and was not very productive. And you look at guys that only play one year in college, the track record's not very good. Remember Cardell Jones had all that hype coming out of Ohio State, 
nothing. Mitch Trubisky played only one year, really, in North Carolina. Uh, he's a Cleveland guy, and he did nothing. Uh, so I, I, I'm not a believer in Anthony Richardson. I know he blew him away at the combine, but uh, to me, what do you do on tape? What do you do on the field? Uh, I'm not interested in, in, in – if you're that great physically, why couldn't you play better in college? Why couldn't you start until this year, and why couldn't you play better when you were there? So that's a major concern for me. So I don't love any of these quarterbacks, and apparently neither do the Panthers, or at least they're not sure who they like. Unbelievably, after this trade was completed, within an, within an hour, within like a few minutes, I got this alert on my phone. How about this? Per Adam Schefter, uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is favored by Panthers owner David Tepper. Always a bad sign when the owner, when you know who the owner's pick is. Uh, if the owner is is involved in decision-making of, of a draft pick for your football team, you're screwed. If Carolina takes um, Bryce Young because David Tepper, the owner, who's unqualified, knows nothing about football, uh, if he's the, making that draft pick, they're, they're screwed. And you got these teams, look at, look at the Cowboys. Uh, they, they always fall on their face because their owner's too involved. The Browns, their owner's too involved. Washington, their owners too involved. All the teams with with the owner too involved are a problem. But anyway, the article, the Schefter goes on to say, uh, C.J. Stroud is the preferred choice by head coach Frank Reich. Now Frank Reich has a good track record. He was a quarterback. <laughs> He's got Josh McCown, longtime quarterback, on his staff as well. How about this? Um, this again from Schefter. He was just on Sports Center, and he said, "Just hung up the phone with someone in the in the Panthers organization." And I said, there's a belief that David Tepper likes Bryce Young, Frank Reich likes C.J. Stroud. And they said, we love all these quarterbacks, and we've got 48 days to make a decision on which one we'll be taking. So if Adam Schefter is true to his word, and I'll take him at his word that he actually spoke with someone in Carolina. Now, maybe this guy in Carolina is lying to Adam Schefter. That's entirely possible. Maybe this guy, maybe they really have a guy but they're not going to say who it is, but they have no reason to lie. They have the first pick in the draft, or, you know, maybe they, they want to keep an open mind. Maybe they have a leader in the clubhouse, but Schefter goes on to say that the Panthers might actually trade down from one, which means, I mean, I don't know how other teams will think about this, but if you trade up to two, one, give up all you did and then trade down, it basically says to me, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Why would you trade up to the first pick in the draft unless you were sure who you were going to pick? I don't understand. We've had a we've had a whole year here. I know they have a new coaching staff. I understand there's still you know seven weeks or so till the draft. Seven no seven weeks, little, little, uh, seven weeks from yesterday is the start of the draft. But why would you trade make this kind of move unless you were sure who you wanted? If they end up trading back down, I think they're going to look foolish. Now, long term, we'll see what it means for this trade. But I so that's the Panthers' perspective. Now, from the Bears, which I love their side of this, uh, to me, it's an absolute home run. It's a no-brainer. You have decided. Now, we could debate whether or not Justin Fields is the answer. I'm I, I'm not convinced he is, but I'm not convinced he's not. I mean, if I were the Bears, I would stick with Justin Fields. Um, I'm a little hesitant because he's a guy more than any quarterback, even Lamar Jackson, that 
when he had success last year, it was all the legs and very little the arm. But I saw the guy play in college. I thought he was going to be a good pro. Um, but I have to see it. And, and he hasn't had any talent around him. And the Bears made that stupid draft pay, uh, trade last year where they traded a second-round pick for Chase Claypool to the Steelers. That was an all-time dumb trade. I'm used to saying when the Bears make a trade, it's a dumb trade. The Mitch Trubisky situation, everything they do is usually stupid in recent years. There have been, they've been an absolute – you know, the Browns and the Lions often get laughed at for being a bad organization. To me, the Bears have been right there with them. Now, they've had more recent success. Not They don't have to go back as far as those teams, but I think they've been a clown organization for a long time here. And I think this time they finally got it right. Now, they could screw up all these draft picks, certainly. But if you look at the deal and what they did here for dropping eight spots. Now, at nine, considering there'll probably be at least three quarterbacks taken in the first uh, eight picks. So you didn't want a quarterback. And there's going to be at least – so so you were going to have – you were going to, at one, pick the best non-quarterback on the board. If we assume there's going to be three quarterbacks taken in the first eight, now maybe that won't happen, but I think it will. It, go with me here. That means the trading down to nine, the Bears go from their number one choice at non-quarterback to their fifth choice. Okay, now maybe in their – in to me, the, your first choice non-quarterback and your fifth choice non-quarterback should both be a superstar, an absolute elite player. So to me, they're really losing very little by trading down from one to nine. Meanwhile, what they get is a proven good wide receiver. Monzo, if you're with me right now, can you tell me the last time the Bears had like a proven good wide receiver? You got one? Brandon Marshall? Yeah, I mean, that's a while ago. Allen Robinson? All right, fair. Allen Robinson was pretty good for a couple of years. Bernard Darian? Who? <laughs> exactly. I don't even, uh, you know, they got Darnell Mooney, who's okay, but Allen Robinson had a couple of decent years. Was Brandon Marshall like what was I can't remember what his what he was once he was on the Bears or when he was on the Bears. And that's a while ago. I just can't believe I pulled those names out of nowhere. Impressive. Brandon Marshall on the Bears. Yeah, he had one great year. You're right. 2012, he had 1,500 yards for the Bears. And then he had a 1,500 yard season his first year with the Jets. So, but it's been rare. Like, those are the only that, – that was a great job by you naming both those guys. And those are probably the only two guys in the last decade that have been – and they were not consistent. Marshall only had one big year for the Bears. Uh, and Allen Robinson, he said, you know, part of it, he had such bad quarterbacks around him. But Allen Robinson for the Bears had uh, two good seasons in 2019 and 2020 at good seasons. DJ Moore is a really good receiver who's played with nothing quarterbacks. So if Justin Fields could take that next step, now you got DJ Moore, you've got second receivers Mooney, who's a decent player. Their tight end Cole Komet started to come around second half of last year. Even though the the Claypool trade was stupid, you still got him in the mix as a third receiver. I think he can be better. I would never have given up a second round pick for him, but he can be usable. And you've got all this extra draft capital that you got you, you, for dropping the eight spots. You get a late second round pick and a first round pick next year and a second round pick in 2025. So for me, uh, this move was a home run by the Carolina Pan uh, by the Chicago Bears. Again, something I almost never say, 
Uh, let's see. DJ Moore. Uh, I'm just looking at his cap number. What did Albert Breer say here? Albert Breer had something on the cap. Uh, let's see. At the Combine, I had someone say to me that the cost for teams in the top five to go up to one was two ones, two twos, and the Bears got that and DJ Moore. Moore's contract, a huge asset. He's due $20 million in 23, $16 million in 24, $16 million in 25. That's, that's good. For a number one wide receiver as good as him, $20 million this year and then $16 mil the next two years. So they've got three years of control on him. Uh, and he's really good. And he's underrated because he's been on a bad team and has just had nothing on that team. No, no quarterback, nothing around him at all. So, all right, well, that's smart. That's really smart. I, I really like where the where the Bears are at right now. I think they, they did an excellent job. So, kudos to them. All right, well, we're going to keep doing this, folks. Uh, maybe this weekend we'll put out another one. We'll see if anything happens with Aaron Rodgers. Next week, you got some huge free agent moves. I'm going to do a local podcast, at least one local podcast for the Browns next week, at least two national next week. Uh, but breaking news, if it's happening in football especially, and there's a big, huge free agent signing or another trade, if Lamar Jackson, I'm going to be there for you. I've got you covered. Uh, and Bet Rivers has got you covered. This, of course, and I didn't say it in the beginning, but I got to remind you folks, that this, of course, my, my podcast as I've shifted over to Bet Rivers. I love being part of Bet Rivers. I won my, uh, my, my best bet of the day today. On the TV show, we do our best uh, Bet Rivers pick of the day. I had Ohio State plus four, and Ohio State won. I said it on the TV show. If you're watching the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Friday, today, if you hear this today, if you hear it on the weekend Friday, uh, I said Ohio State would outright win and upset Michigan State, and, and, and college football is my fourth sport, and I still nailed it. Nailed it. They won by like a dozen today. Something like that. Double digits. All right. That's the uh, big news of the day. Again, in case you're just, well, I can't, you can't be just joining us. I'm talking like I'm on the radio. But just to recap, the blockbuster trade, the Bears trade the number one overall pick in next month's 2023 NFL draft to the Panthers for the ninth pick, the 61st pick. Again, drop eight spots in the first round. Acquire a late second round pick. Remember, they they traded their second round their pick stupidly to now their second round pick that they traded is thirty picks higher than this one. But still, at least they get a second round pick back, a first rounder in twenty four, a second rounder in twenty five, and veteran wide receiver DJ Moore on a reasonable contract for three years. Kudos to the Chicago Bears. Something I haven't been able to say for a while, say for a while. And I think the Panthers are trading up, and I think they will take CJ Stroud. He's probably the best guy. If they if they traded up for Anthony Richardson, I think they're out of their minds. Uh, we'll see about Will Levis, Bryce Young. I, again, I, I've been scarred now by these short quarterbacks that can't do it. Uh, Baker Murray's been a flop. Baker uh, Mayfield's been a flop. Kyler Murray is trending towards the flop direction, not quite at Baker level. Uh, Baker stinks. So um, there you go. That's the big trade of the day. Thanks to Monzo for producing. Thanks to Bet Rivers for bringing me into the fold, and I love it. 
Uh, again, we'll talk to you. Have everybody have a great weekend. Free agency next week. Baseball right around the corner. NCAA tournament is happening. You've been listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.